morning. And Chuck, I think I'm going to need a, I'm going to need something from you a little later, whenever you want to do it. But uh, we're going to have fun this morning. 
I want to read you a little, a little uh, psalm that you're all familiar with. Um, psalms 100. And I don't know what happened here. My, I'm on my wrong thing here. Here we go. All right. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Yeah! Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is not it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. Yes. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. So Lord, this morning we choose to worship you. We choose to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And we acknowledge that your mercy yes. endures forever. You are good. Yes. Lord, we want to worship you. We want to experience your presence this morning. So speak to us, refresh us. And this morning, receive our worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
Now 
Jesus. If you can't get excited with that, <laughs> just saying.
<laughs> One more time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Desperate to be rescued 
like we always do, except I'm going to invite um, Brother Jeff Weston to come and minister to you as we continue to just worship the Lord. Jeff is here to encourage us. He is a guy who has planted churches uh, in multiple places over the years, and uh, I believe he has some, some key things he wants to share with us and encourage us this morning. So I just invite you to, to perk your ears up, perk your hearts up, listen. If you want to sit down for a minute, you can sit down, and uh, we're going to keep worshiping, stay in a, in a worshiping attitude, and Brother Jeff's going to come and minister to us. I want to continue to stay welcome, so happy. Let's continue to stay in this atmosphere. Personally, if it's a lot to ask, I would prefer you just to raise, stand up. If you can, if not, I know you, they've been such a gracious team, you know, the ones that can. And um, thank you so much. just like to just uh, continue to flow in the spirit the team um, hopefully they'll stay in you know but it's such a, a precious time you're fine with it the, the volume's fine I'll talk a little bit louder just close your eyes for a minute Worship Him in, in adoration. You've done it so wonderfully this morning. Lord, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Just worship Him. Just go ahead publicly. Thank Him. Thank Him. This is Pentecost Sunday. This is Pentecost Sunday. Just worship Him for a minute. If you love Jesus and if you're a little bit more expressive, just raise your hands if you can. Seated. Standing up, whatever you prefer, just worship Him. Worship Him.
the master. You're the master that heals in spirit, soul, and body. You're the master. We invite you to the young and to the old. day not by coincidence that God has brought us here today oh we thank you give them glory that your grandkids are saved and worshiping God give them glory there's a word for you prodigals prodigals are going to start coming back your prodigals your grandchildren and your children that maybe have taken the wrong roads and the wrong attitudes and the wrong places and the wrong people but yet the Lord saith that he's bringing back prodigals he's bringing back people this is the time God willing that this year 2021 and 22 that they're going to start making their way back come on worship him give him thanks for that thank you Lord we lift up Weatherford Lord Jesus we lift up this city we lift up the government we lift up the, the, the mayor we lift up in every area but at the same time we lift up the spiritual we lift up an outpouring Lord Jesus thank you Lord Lord continue to worship him come on are being healed right now kidneys right now I feel a word right there kidneys something's gonna be happening in kidneys right now put your hand in that area in the internal part maybe more of a woman but there's not just the kidneys but they all in that area something is happening right now Lord Jesus speak life healing right now matter of fact something else that people so, uh, I think more of a woman but as well in a good way that gobs of hair have been coming out and, and and, and Lord is going to restore hair back to you. Yes, Lord Jesus. We just pray that he's a God of uniqueness. He's a God that does incredible miracles. And Lord, I just speak life over everybody. Everybody, not just everybody, but everybody that people and physical is being touched. Come on, worship him. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Something in the throat. Something's coming to me in the throat area. God is healing right now in the throat. Come on, give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Toenails. That's something different. Toenails. Somebody is being healed in the toenails. I think it's the left foot, but something very unique. Once again, God is restoring. Just give Him thanks. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It's very strange. But God, in a good way, is a strange God. He can't put God in a box. Amen. You can't put the Holy Spirit in a box. Just come on, worship Him and give Him thanks. speak life over Fellowship Church this morning. I speak life over online people. 
Lord, that miracles are happening online. Come on, give them thanks. Lord, we're, that you're touching from babies all the way up, Lord Jesus. I pray that the people that couldn't make it, I pray that people that might be in their bed, that not just not in, in, in a way of just resting, but physically could not get out of the bed. I speak life that you will resurrect and raise up people from their bed. Lord, I pray right now, as before we finish, I just pray for every family. I pray that you make us do a spark, a spark here, Pentecost Sunday. It just didn't start with the early church 2,000 years ago, but it's, it's continuing. As the Word says, continually be filled with the Spirit. And Lord, we pray that today, that you will completely move in a supernatural way, Lord Jesus. We give you all the glory and the honor. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful body. We thank you that you have such plans for us, Lord. everybody said amen. amen give a hand to the lord amen you can have your seat thank you so much thank you have a seat so kindly thank you so much um, thank you for having us and pastor terry or terry or yeah, it's a joy and i know tracy will get to meet her soon and we're just happy to be with you guys how many love jesus I didn't hear anything. How many love Jesus? You know, you, you can't, you, you can never be quiet about Jesus, you know, because something happens with Jesus. Something, I, I've just, you've seen it, probably I've seen it. I've seen the Lord do incredible things. But before that, um, we just want to give honor to the pastors. Why don't you give a hand for Pastor Terry and Tracy that might be looking online. We love you. We had a great, is that Tracy back there? Hey, love you. Nice to meet you. We had a great dinner last night. Terry took me to this Mexican, I can't get away from Mexican food, you know. I mean, growing up in Spain and Mexico, and we went, but I love Mexican food. And, but just to get this out of the way really quick, um, uh, Coco, my wife, to say hi to you. Just hi, hi. she's just taking a picture there. But just, uh, uh, we're here and we're uh, in the Austin area. Can you believe that? Austin, the most godliest city around, you know. <laughs> But uh, we just gave our church over, churches, three churches, about uh, nine weeks ago. It's kind of the repeating pattern I've done the last 40 years. They just gave ministry, believe it or not, this young guy, 40 years of ministry in November. Can you believe that? So I'm only 42, you know, but, <laughs> but God is good. And so... Um, Yes, definitely. And I just, uh, I put some, uh, we have some books out there all over the world. And they're really big in all the Americas, but it's in English too. Eight Steps to Be a True Christian in Spanish and English. Mucho gusto. Parece que hablas español, ¿verdad? Encantado. ¿Cuántos hablan español, verdad? Algunos, algunos. Que estamos contentos. Aleluya. So, and we have it in English and in Spanish. Just pick it up. Take it with you. It'll be a blessing. And we got some little magnets over there too. 
Um, I usually don't do a lot of that stuff, but pastors, when I go to different churches, they said, don't you have the literature? Don't you have this and that? And it's like, no, not really. I just want to build a relationship. No, bring it on. So we just did this last minute of mag magnets and these little books. There's churches in uh, Foursquare churches and other churches throughout the Americas. They will not have membership unless you use these books. They said, you can't be a member of our church unless you go through these books. So they're really being um, used greatly. I have some pictures real quick. I don't know who's in the multimedia, but let's pick up uh, some pictures real quick. Um, we just had a grand grandchild. Amen. This is my wife there. His name's Jordan. Go ahead. And I think I can look back there. And there's a good looking guy there. Amen. <laughs> It was just probably about five weeks ago we just had the child, grandchildren, child, go ahead, continue. Look at that guy, man. He's ready to rock and roll. My daughter-in-law, she's Australian, Filipino-Australian. And my kids were born in Mexico, grew up. It's Joshua. He plays for Planet Shakers. I don't know if you've heard of Planet Shakers in Austin. And so he's the major worship leader there. And uh, go ahead. I don't think there's anything else. Those are all the pictures. And so um, they just say hello, and just we're just so good our, to have our kids worshiping God and sold out. And the whole key to have your kids worshiping God is through praise, through worship, through prayer. Of course, not being legalistic on people, but loving them and walking with them, and they'll serve God with all their hearts. Can you say amen to that? Matter of fact, let's pray. I just want to, Lord, I thank you for all our kids and all our grandchildren, maybe even great-grandchildren. Lord, I speak life over this church, life over our children, life over this word, life over missions, because you're going to do something Something great in the name of Jesus amen amen well I'm excited and I just I don't want to be brief I want to let you get out before five o'clock today so you can take the picture off but God is so good of course I'm just being silly but I want to talk on missions missions put that up missions is the heart just the actual title probably just the title but missions is the heartbeat of God I don't know, can't do that you just got it all bunched in together, okay. But um, missions is the heartbeat of God, and I want to speak on that today. Can you say that? Missions, the heartbeat of God. And I will show you and walk through a little bit today um, that um, you can take it off. You can put just the fellowship church on if you want. <laughs> take the pictures off, whatever. Fellowship. <laughs> And, and then we'll, when I go by, you can just put it up. Does that make sense? Just You can take that off right there and just put Fellowship Church or whatever your logo is. And, um, and so I was just thinking about that God so loves the world. Can you believe that? Are you in agreement with that? And, of course, that's one of the famous scriptures, John 3, 16. God so loved the world. But, of course, we've talked about that, that God so loved the world. He loved you and me, of course. And it's the different worlds. You know, that world talks about cosmos in Greek. And he loves the whole world. He loves you and I. And of course, unconditionally, of course, the love by choice, the act of will. You know, I was thinking about, um, I'm just a simple guy, and God had love on, loved me, and poured his love on me, and poured his love on my family, and he's poured love on you as well. And uh, I think about stories how God has poured his love on people, for God so loved the world. And I want to tell some stories this morning that you could probably relate that will go with missions, because the heartbeat of God is missions. The heartbeat. 
And thinking about that, I was thinking about the story of Mauricio from Nicaragua. Mauricio from Nicaragua has an incredible true story, matter of fact. And let me tell you this story. His biological mother had a really tough time. And so Mauricio, born in Nicaragua, the mother was pregnant and on the same property had this huge tree on a hill. And the mother goes up, has of course had financial problems, had spiritual problems, had physical problems, and goes up underneath a tree on the hill, pregnant, just about to give birth, and kneels down and gives birth in the dirt under the tree. I don't know how she cut the umbilical cord, but at the same time, maybe five minutes later, ten minutes later, she goes down the hill and there was an outhouse. And in this outhouse, she takes the baby and she throws the baby in the hole in the outhouse. But not just throws the baby in the hole, but gets bricks and rocks and starts throwing it on the baby in the hole and then leaves. At the same time, there's a woman, I don't know if it was a relative, it was a very poor home. It just had um, carton roofs and, car and, and dirty floors of dirt. It's real common in a lot of places in the world. And, and, and the other woman heard, I think she was a mother, of course, heard the baby start to cry. She runs, hears the cry, sees that the baby is in the outhouse, in the hole, starts to take off the stones, take out everything, and recovers the baby and starts to nurse and love Mauricio. They later, in turn, several years later, they go to the U.S., United States. They go to Los Angeles. They get radically saved in a four-square church. The mother starts to teach Mauricio, the father, of missions. Do you know where you came from? Do you know what happened? Do you know all the situation? And he just... Mauricio fell in love with God. He went to the university. He studied. He prepared. And the Lord puts on his heart to go back to Nicaragua as a missionary. But this time he goes back to see the same outhouse where he was thrown in. That same property that was there, he purchased 40 acres. And he started to raise up a ministry to single mothers. Today, because of missions and missionaries, Mauricio has a thriving work in Nicaragua. How God had mercy on him. Can you say amen to that? Missionaries, what would happen? Matter of fact, thinking of missionaries, because that's why we're saved today, because somebody went to your country went to your city, went to the United States, went to other places of the world. Somebody paid the price. Somebody went and shared the gospel. Somebody went and ate the same food, dressed the same way, sacrificed for the passion and the love of those people. I think of the story as recently the Lord has dealt with me, is of course talking about missions and nations 
are the heartbeat of God. And I started to think of my own story. I'm just a simple guy. God has had mercy on me. I've studied in different countries, different places. And I'll tell you in a little bit my story that where I became raised up in Spain and my profession was to study in the Cordon Bleu in Paris, France as an international chef. And God did something really beautiful, but taking it from the story that I didn't come from an evangelical or a gospel or a Christian background. We were, as they say, we're pagan. <laughs> my mother, we, got, we believed in God, but I was very ignorant. And so the story happens is that when I went to study to be an international chef in the Cordon Bleu, and, and of course I arrived at the wrong time of a semester, I arrived in October and I had to wait till January. So I went to the south of Spain. In the south of Spain, I'm from California and Florida as well, kind of growing up an ex-surfer. And so I went to, to the south of Spain. I was going to have my surfboard sent over. This is 1978 and uh, looking for a job. And my dad had t told me that there was a, a United States military base in the south near, uh, near uh, Ro the Rock of Gibraltar, the Atlantic side, if anybody knows a little bit of their history or geography. And so I go to the military base, and I thought I could get a job, but I met Navy sailors, but Christians, and they shared the gospel with me. And I said, I don't have any time for that. Long story short, on the other side of the Mediterranean, I got radically saved in a Bible school. People go to a Bible school to study the Bible. I got saved in a Bible school with long hair and the whole thing and selling drugs on the side and all that. And God radically, it was like a Christ for the nations type of style. And I get radically saved. And so the Lord says, Jeff, are you willing to serve me and do Bible school? Or are you willing to give over your career and your profession? Which is no problem to continue. And the Lord said, you need to start and prepare to be a pastor and a worker and a leader and all that stuff. So six years went by and I learned and started churches in Spain and traveled and, and, and you know, raised up and did Bible school. But I said all that. So I came back two years later to see my family. And my mom says, and in that two years of 1978 to 80, my mother got radically saved at her kitchen table. But she says, Jeff, I need to tell you something. So I come back, I'm still single, and I come back and she says, I want you to know that when we still lived in Florida, I was not a believer. Now, where I worked at my work, the boss was always, my mother was a very, very beautiful woman. I came out the ugly duckling. But she was a beautiful blonde, beautiful woman. And of course, not a believer, married, had two boys. And the owner was always inviting her out. She goes out, and they had a one-night stand, and she got pregnant. Pregnant with me. But nobody knew. And so my father, so-called, thought it was from him, but it was really from the boss. Are you still are you with me? So she holds this for 20 years of her life. She never told a soul. And she says, Jeff, will you forgive me? what I did, and I said, of course, I'm saved. God's changed my life because of you. But the thing is, she says, 
I tried to abort you when I was pregnant. I, tried, I, I cursed you. I didn't want to, to have you. I even got on a horse called El Diablo to montar para quitar, to take, to have to abort that baby. The horse was called the devil. But because of you, that you never were aborted and that you got saved and that you brought salvation to me and through that today, thousands of people after 40 years have been saved today because God had a plan because missions and missionaries of Spain, that Italian missionary that arrived and I got saved and now thousands of people have been saved in all these countries. Like a Mauricio story, like a Jeff Whiston story, and I'm sure you have a story too. That God had mercy on us. And so I want to share some of those things because missions is the heartbeat of God. Why is missions the heartbeat of God? Because it's a person. Let me explain what a missionary is. It's, it's a person with an unconsuming fire and flame within him or her that won't quit. Missionaries are not quitters. It's so important. How does a missionary function and think? A wife, whatever. It's a fire that won't be quenched. It's, it, it won't be extinguished or satisfied. It, you're called forth out to minister to mankind. And there's something inside of you that drives you with a passion. Come on. To see souls saved from hell day and night. It's incredible that passion that is inside of you. Sometimes you don't care what conditions they are. You just want to see people come to Christ. You want to see people come to Christ. That's the love of a missionary. You know, it's incredible. Let me give you a couple of stories that might ring come home. Thinking about missions... You know that without missions and missionaries, where would the world be today? Donde estaría el mundo entero sin misioneros? You know, it's incredible because you know the story. Without missionaries, countries, nations, continents, there's seven continents were founded on the Gospels. Meaning what? Let me give you just two examples. You know it. You've read it in textbooks. You've, you've been raised up in the textbooks. Here it is. In the United States, somebody came over to the United States, to the Americas, to the Caribbean. Somebody was sent from Europe. Somebody was sent from Spain, matter of fact, to discover the Americas. His name is Christopher Columbus. Do you know Christopher Columbus, what you read in your textbook, was a born-again missionary? They say he, he was born in Italy, but grew up in Spain. Matter of fact, right down the street, maybe an hour away from Spain, where we started a church. We started three churches in my personal life. And yet he knew the word of God. Back then, they said, remember, you've heard that the world was flat. The world was like Niagara Falls and it just finished. But he got a, he got a hold, if you want to write it down, two words. It's based on Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22. It says in very clear, it is he, the Lord, who sits above the circle of the earth. 
Once again, it's he, the Lord, who sits above the circle of the earth. And, and, and Christopher Columbus is reading this, that, wow, the world is not flat. It talks about circle. In Job, write it down. In Job 26, verse 10, it says, He drew, he, the Lord, drew a circular horizon on the face of of the waters. He, the Lord, drew circular. It's a circle. The world is not flat. We know that today, but back then there was no internet. Can you believe it, Christopher Columbus? Google, is the world round or flat? Not at all. And yet God, and so the story is, if you read it later on, Christopher Columbus did what he did and discovered. He goes back, but now the problem is pride rose up. It says he backslid. They threw him into prison. But at the end, before his death, he came back to the Lord. It's incredible what Christopher Columbus had done and the Lord had used. But let me tell you another example. Can you say amen to that? I love amens once in a while. It doesn't matter with age. I just love amens. Amen. Because what happens? Because there's another story and you've read it again in your textbooks. Matter of fact, somebody came over in the year 1882 from England. And there was a boat, a ship that was sent over. They were Quakers. They were missionaries, families that came over and wanted to discover. They call it the Mayflower. The Mayflower that we've read in textbooks. They come over. They were missionaries. They were Quakers. They came over to discover. And as they arrived on the East Coast, as we know the story, and of course they were riddled with plagues and infirmities and a lot died. But who did they communicate with? The American Indian. Where we have today in November, Thanksgiving. Where we have Thanksgiving and we come together, one of the holiest days of the United States. And we have a turkey. And most people say, why do we have a turkey? You know, I mean, why do we give thanks? Even the pagan people give thanks. And yet the whole thing, because it was a Mayflower, missionaries of families of children, men and women came over to share the Gospels. And they started it with American Indians, missionaries. Where would the United States be without missionaries? <laughs> See, it's a big difference between England. You know, not, nothing against Mexico, but the money, the money and most money... And, and bills in most countries have idols. The only thing in the United States is in God we trust. The United States was based on the Gospels. Living it today, that's a whole different story. But we have good foundations. And we don't want to forget the foundations. Can you say amen to that? And that's what missionaries do. Men and women, young and old, they go and they serve. And they give their whole hearts. And they see fruit. And that's what... You men and women, young and old, that you want to see fruit. You want to see the heart beat of God. And so I think of those stories incredible. Let, let, me, let, me, let me finish with another story. The story, now you can put up right there, the story of the emperor, King Kublai Khan. She probably left now. She's not there now. Taking a coffee, probably. But right there, the emperor, the king Kublai Khan. Now, work with me. It's okay. Don't worry. Work. Just leave it. That's fine. This is, you can even Google it later on there in Google. <laughs> Kublai Khan, this is a true story. 
get this, in the year 1260 to the year 1324. Here's a true story. And what happens is this emperor, this king, he is the emperor of all the Orient, all of China, all of Mongolia, all of Asia, all of India, all that. Just think of the millions and billions of people today. You still with me? And there's a person, a traveler that's very famous. He's an explorer. He's a merchant of the world. His name was Marco Polo. Has ever heard of Marco Polo? Not the one in the pool. Marco Polo. Marco. Not in the swimming pool. But yet Marco Polo, he was the explorer. He was the merchant. And he had a whole team with him with his, with his caravans. And his care. Thank you so much. And the caravan had missionaries and priests with him. And so what happens, that before they go back, Marco Polo was from Italy. He was going back. The missionaries started to share with the king and gets down on his knees, one, the, the, the emperor is in his throne, on his throne, on his you know, seat. And one of the missionaries start to explain and started to say, I want to tell you that there was a man. There was a man that was 100% human, but he was 100% God. There was a man, matter of fact, he was born from a virgin. Now, just think, this king had never heard of anything like this. And he's like, he's listening, he's just like, you know, and, and so the missionary's telling him, and that this is man. Matter of fact, he grew up with the fear of God. And this man started to do signs and wonders and miracles. But that same man, religious people, got him. And they started to whip him and beat him and pull his beard out. They started to do horrible things. And then they put him on a tree or a cross. And they beat him and then they crucified him. And he's telling the whole story of the Gospels. And, and the king is just kind of almost falling off his throne listening. And then they threw him into a tomb. But three days later, he came out of the tomb. Give him a hand. That rock was rolled away. And that same rock rolled, and the tomb was empty. And then that man resurrected. And then he talked about that he raised up a band of followers. He raised up disciples, men and women, and in the, the upper room, 120 that waited, and the Holy Spirit came on in day of Pentecost, and they started to move with tongues and fire and miracles, and Peter and all the other people started to raise the dead. The same thing what the Master had done had taught them to go and do. What he did. Can you say amen to that? Go. It didn't matter. And they started to raise up men and women. And he's telling this all to the king. And the king is just, wow. And he says, the king, he says to the king, this can happen here too. And this is what the king says. He said to Marco Polo, he turns around. He says, Marco Polo, when you go back to Italy, will you send 100 skilled missionaries to persuade my people to convert to Christianity? Will you send 100 skilled missionaries? Marco Polo said, yes. So he goes back. 
Unfortunately, three years pass by. They finally get the caravan to go to go back to Asia. But he says, we're going to stop by and go by Jerusalem to pick up the missionaries. Marco Polo goes with his caravan, caravan to stop by to get the missionaries, and only two will go. The 98, nobody wanted to go. So they started to get ready, and the one missionary says, you know what? I can't go. I don't want to go. So there's one missionary. He says, I'll go. So the one missionary, they start in the caravan, and about halfway says, you know what? I'm turning back. Marco Polo said, why? He says, those people are not worth it. They're not worth it. He goes back. What happened? They finally arrived. And so they had waited, the king had waited so long, true story, that he formed his own religion. He got together with his people because he didn't know. And he formed, and this is what it says, that they, they couldn't finish the journey. Of course, the king formed his own gods. And today we have a mixture of gods of Confucius, Buddhism, Hinduism, yoga, worshiping the dead, reincarnation, all that. Because not one missionary wanted to go to Asia which is the hardest from the Middle East and the Muslim culture, the Asian culture. They burn missionaries alive today because nobody was willing to pay the cost. That's why it's so important that when God is calling you and I, maybe you can't go, but somebody can go in your place. Can you say amen to that? That's a true story of Kublan Khan. It's interesting. And, and, and what the next point is, who will go? Say with me, who will go? In Spanish, dile quien iré en mi lugar. Who will go in my place? Who will go? Say it again, who will go? With a question mark, who will go? So you got it. If you're going to read it there, it talks about Isaiah chapter 6. If you have that scripture so kindly. So chapter 6, verse 8. And it's, it's so important there. It slides this pulpit. And it says there, also, read it with me. Also, but before we read it, forgive me, look at for, come. What happens in chapter 6 is beautiful, chapter 8, because Isaiah has an encounter. The king just died. And then the Lord talks about the seraphims and the six wings. And, and he just has an encounter. And Isaiah is saying, woe is me, I'm not worthy. I cannot even touch my lips. And yet the Lord starts to move. And then, verse 8, here it is. It says, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, everybody together, here I am, send me. My piano player. It's so important that also hearing the voice of the Lord, that the Lord is saying, who will I send? Didn't talk about age. It didn't talk about if I've done university. It just it didn't talk about my color or my race or my nationality. It just said who. Come on, everybody say who. It's talking about whom shall I send, of course, and who will go for us. And then he says, I'll go in verse 9, just the first sentence. And he said, read it with me, go and tell this people. 
you know, maybe you can't go to another country, but you can go to your neighbor. You can go to, at least in the Austin area, we have HEB. I don't know what supermarkets you have here, Kroger or whatever, but you can go. You can talk to the people in the high school. You can talk to, you, there's so many different areas and people that you can be able to, to share with, to go. As well, it says another verse, if you got that, in Psalms chapter 2, verse 8. Real so simple. Psalms, it says, read it with me. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations of your what? Inheritance. And the ends of the earth for your position, possessions. Now, once again, say it with me, just, just really bold. Ask of me. Ask of me. No, I'm, I, I can't hear anything. Say that again. Ask of me. Amen. You know, just ask. You know, what, you know what I like about the Lord? Just ask. You can flow. You can flow. I just flow. Just really easy going. I love spontaneous worship, you know. You, is that okay? And, and, and so ask of me, and I will give you the nations. What nation would you like? Would you like Israel? Would you like the United States? Would you like Central or South America? Would you like somewhere in Asia? What nation would you like to take? Would you like to take on Spain? Would you like to take on Europe? Ask of me, and I will give you. And so at the end, it says at the ends, we had, I'll throw that in, that um, when I went to Mexico, I lived in Mexico for 25 years. How many have heard of Baja California, Cabo San Lucas? You heard of that? Well, we have churches there. Everybody wants to come and visit me. I want to go to Cabo. I don't know why, you know? Just kidding. But when we married, when I came back from Spain, I thought the Lord was calling me to Australia. My mentors were South African and Australian. The Lord says, you're not going to Australia. You're going to Mexico. I said, Mexico? Because my parents had a big avocado ranch in San Diego County. I said, that's 45 minutes from the border. Next thing I knew, the Lord set it up. I was still single. The Lord said, you'll start churches. You'll start Bible schools and you will find your wife. I said, I'm gone. <laughs> I end up in Mexico with a large movement, churches of 25,000 people that had services seven days a week, starting at 9 a.m. and finishing at 9 p.m., 12 hours. They had a service every hour because I play worship. I play the guitar and sing. And, you know, missionary, they clean the toilet, they cast out devils, they raise the dead, they play, they do everything. You got to do everything, a missionary. So they would put me in because I was very energetic and had, you know, it was just, uh, the Lord was just gracious. And so I would uh, play, I'd take up the offering, I would preach, and I would finish with an altar call all in 60 minutes. <laughs> it was incredible. And yet God was gracious. And so the Lord sends us to Baja, California, the capital, which is called La Paz. We lived there for 15 years and left seven churches there. And we have churches today in Cabo San Lucas. And so the reason I said all that, because it says at the ends of the earth, and that's literally at the very tip. That's what Cabo means. Cabar or Caber means to end in Spanish at the ends of the earth. And so God is gracious. It's funny, uh, lots of people would come down. I would bring down uh, John Bavere and all these other people, they'd stay with us there. And God was just so precious 
to do a work. But I said all that because who will go? Are we willing? Am I willing? And so I want to finish with this. That that same pattern had gone every time. The pattern from Spain, the pattern to Mexico, the different cities. Uh, God was just doing great. I had, you know, with his mercy. When you have a Protestant church in a Latin country is having the mayor and the governor and police coming to your church, you're doing something. When you have political people that's mostly dominant Catholic coming to a Protestant church, God is doing something. And then Monterey, we left an incredible church and we had all the professional soccer players were coming, you know, too. And so it was just a really move. The reason why I said all that, because at the same time, that pattern, the Lord says, now you have to make a change. And so we left Mexico 12 years ago. We came to Austin, started from scratch again. We just left three churches there, an English church, two Spanish. And God does incredible things. Listen to this. Two years ago, the Lord deals with me again and says, Jeff, are you willing to give over your church? I said, Lord, man, we're in our 60s, man. It's time to... He says, no, you don't have... Listen to this, he tells me. You don't have a rocking chair ministry. No rocking chair ministry for you. I love rocking chairs. But rocking chairs don't go anywhere. And no rocking chair ministry for you. I said, what do you mean? He says, I'm sending you back to the mission field. I said, man, my grandchildren are eating this and that. You know, and who's going to save Austin? <laughs> Just being silly. And the Lord says, you're going back. And so long story short, I have a Samuel experience. I don't know if you know little Samuel in the Old Testament, that the Lord spoke to Samuel three times with an audible voice. He spoke to me six times. And so I'm full, I'm just completely asleep. Four o'clock in the morning and I hear this, Jeff, literally, here's the words, Jeff, wake up. Read Romans 15. It will change your life. So I turned over to my wife and I say this all love. She's snoring. I said, that's not nothing there. So then I go back to bed and then I hear it again. Jeff, wake up. I go to my cell phone. Nothing. I hear this finally six times I get up I read Romans 15 and the Lord says very clearly he's leaving Paul the Apostle from Jerusalem but he has to stop by Spain first that's what it says read it chapter 15 in Romans and then three or four verses down below it says yes and I have to go to Spain and I said Lord are you sending me back to Spain again and he says yep because you know why? And I said, where? I'm sending you back to Barcelona. Do you know Europe is a dark continent? Europe, a lot of the gospel came out of Europe a thousand, fifteen, you know, you know, years ago, you know, thousand, five hundred years ago. But it's such, because Europe, I would love to, if we have a bass player and the drummer real softly or somebody to have a little bit more of a mixture. If they, do they know how to flow spontaneous? I'm sure they do. If not, that, don't worry about it. But I, I want to, listen, zone on this, catch this. 
It's so dark, Europe, because they base it on culture and tradition. Isn't that interesting what's happening today, everything culture? You can be an atheist that won't even believe in God, but you can be from Russia, or you can be from Czechoslovakia, or you can be somewhere else, and you don't even believe in God, but you are orthodox, and you will say, I will go to the grave being an orthodox, even though I don't believe in God, instead of go to Christianity. Does that make sense? You could come from Italy or France or Spain and be a Catholic, and yet you would go to the grave not even believing in God. Spain has been for the last 20, 30 years, communist socialist, the president of Spain. Just believe that. So to have a church of 50 people in Europe, man, you got a mega church. And yet God is doing great things in different countries. Can you say amen to that? And so yet bringing us back to Barcelona because our hearts to be a base in Barcelona, not just to reach Spain, not just to reach Barcelona. We want to reach all Southern Mediterranean. We want to start churches in Monaco. We want to start churches in France and Portugal and Spain and Italy. France is two hours away. They say Barcelona is like the, like the pearl of Europe. And then Gibraltar, and there's so many that in Malta were Paul the Apostle. And so, who will go? And I said, okay, Lord, here I am. And I woke up my wife, and why, wow, let me go back to bed, you know. And yet, the Lord called us and has been preparing us all through this COVID, all through this lockdown time. And soon, very soon, the next several real weeks and month or two we're taking off to Barcelona to, amen to, to start a base to be connected to the fellowship church in Weatherford, Texas to have men and women they're saying you know where all the, the cruise ships they leave from Greece and Barcelona so sign up today meaning all silly set aside God is just, Barcelona is the second largest city of Spain. It's where the Olympics was, or it's where the famous soccer field. There's just so much there, the art. And yet, people are dying without Jesus. Young people, older people, all sorts of people to come and share in God. And so we're going to be working with two four-square churches there. We're going to be working and ministering and Barnabas coming along ministries and just lifting up and wanting to connect and share and seeing men and women come to Christ. Can you say amen to that? Come on, give them a hand. And so missions is the heartbeat of what? Come on, missions is the heartbeat of God. And, and if you understand, if you don't have a heartbeat, you're nobody, right? You're dead. And that's how it started. The heartbeat of God to reach out to the Latins, to the Asians, to the, the Middle Easterners, to everybody, to the Europeans. If we don't go, who will go? And so we've signed up in our hearts to go. God had mercy on this boy that was rejected in the womb from his 
biblical uh, from his biological mother and yet his biological mother comes to the Lord years later and thousands of people been saved because somebody said I'll go I'll go can you say that amen and that's what the Lord wants to do in our lives. Maybe we can go physically. Maybe we can go in prayer. Maybe we can go in finances. But God wants to do it. And so the question is, the Lord has put a, a word in my heart today for you and the pastor in this church. What does the Lord want to do with Weatherford Church? What does he want to do with you? And this is the word. Terry. Pastor, I want you to come up here. That's okay. And I want this to be recorded because I want to give a prophetic word. Yeah, stand right there. And I, is, is your wife here? She was here. If you can hear and the, if somebody could get Tracy, that would be an honor. It's important. How many are from this city? Raise your hand. From this city, Weatherford. How many are from Weatherford? okay beautiful I had to write it down and um, and I, I think this is incredible is she here by any chance bless her that's okay it's both we're two and one right one flesh and I want to want you to get a hold of this and listen to this the fellowship church of Weatherford this is for you brother this is for the church because in a minute we're gonna, we want to have the whole worship team we're going to be worshiping together the word says I'm not finished with you and you I'm just getting started I'm just getting started Coco come on oh you're recording it's okay at this city as this city Weatherford is known for one listen to this this city is well known for the horse capitals in breeding studs with professional trainers Yet listen, you are to raise up godly studs, men and women disciples, trainers to prepare to send out and touch the community, the state, and the nations. You are to prepare. Listen, I'm giving you a new mandate, you and the church, not by your strength, not by might, but by the power, saith the Lord of the Holy Spirit, with experienced men and women to raise up an army, a new generation, to be taught by the ones that are here in this congregation. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I will give you the right people. The young are bold as lions. The older have wisdom, knowledge, and experience. Do this, I repeat, do this, and you will see a move of God. You do this, and you will see a move of God in this church, in this generation, as you reach out to the new generations. And do this, because you must start with the children, the youth, and the young adults, because youth bring life. As I shared with this, this capital, this, the population of this city, you know how many? There's 30,895 people in Weatherford. And the Lord wants to give you a percentage of that population 
in your church. God wants to continue to prophesy. Not it's just the peach capital, but yes, it's the horse capital and the professional trainers. And God is wanting you to go to colleges, to go to schools. And it's so important because it's time to raise up. You've done it. You're doing it. But now it's a big push because it's time to reach the community, the state, and the nations. Come on, if there's a leader or two nearby, I want to pray for your pastor, Terry. If there's a, quickly, quickly, come forward. Stay here, Terry. Come on up here real quick, just a couple of them. And I just want to pray whatever. Wow, hallelujah. Bring the whole church, brother. <laughs> Coco, if you, wow, let me get, uh, yes. Stand, extend, let's all stand. Extend your hands. If there's maybe, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Extend your hands. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. Lord, you've seen Pastor Terry. You've seen his wonderful wife, Tracy. And the times, as it said very clearly, it's not over. It's just starting. And God will give you supernatural wisdom, health, strength to see this through to see different generations but not alone oh no 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 you have men and women around you that's dedicated and love you and love the Lord the whole church wants to see and wanting to see and wants to participate because dry bones in a good sense is coming back because it's hunger come on church it's hunger it's hunger it's thirst as you hunger and thirst for the Lord Lord, I pray right now as you start to move, as you start to do something, Terry, bless them, Lord Jesus. Touch them right now. Touch them right now. Come on, speak life. Come on, cheer. Come on, church. Start to pray. Start to pray. Lord, I pray right now. Give them super, supernatural strength, wisdom, and knowledge, Lord, for what to do as he as the, the youth pastors and the young adult pastors and the children pastors and, and just things start to flow. We thank you, Lord Jesus. There it is, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give a hand. Give a hand to the Lord. Come on, give him a hand. Let's continue to flow. One more minute. Continue to flow. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pastor Terry. I just want to finish with something. Continue to be standing. Continue to be standing. I want to pray. If the children, is there any children at all? If, if we've already asked, is there just any children in classes? Was there any classes today? Children, not youth. Children. Okay, we have one down here, right? Okay, the children, come forward. And come with them, come with, I want all the youth, if that's okay. Uh, you know, matter of fact, if, I mean, I don't, I don't want to embarrass you, but I just want to, there's a mandate. I want, I want to see the move of God. So what I want to do is that the children come up forward, and I want the parent 
or the parents to be behind them. Quickly, quickly, keep flowing, keep flowing. Ayimi, come, uh, mother and, and you have a wife? That's, that's okay, just to stay behind here, there. And the youth, I like to, and I, I want to pray for, well, I want to pray for the children, but I would like to have the youth and anybody that's under 25 years of age. 25 years of age, all right? Anybody under, come on, man. We mostly, the, the praise and worship team needs to be completely good. That's what I like. Because the Lord's going to multiply youth and great things. Don't be afraid. I don't bite. I don't bite. Yeah? Como estamos? Habla español, ¿verdad? No? Good, good, good. They're good. Come on forward, guys. You guys come over here. Why don't you scoot, scoot over here? I want to have the youth over here. Youth together. And you guys scoot over here a little bit. Pastor Terry or maybe maybe one or two other people to be ready. I want... So you're going to cover him. You're going to pray for him. And um, I, how about you pray for this son? You pray for this son. I need two other leaders or somebody want to be over the... Do you have your parents with you at all? Yeah, parents, come on over here. Or grandparents. I want to, just, I want to say something. Hey, somebody's going to play bass for me. Praise God. Amen. 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 That's good. I love spontaneous. You ready? Enough room for you? I want something to listen, guys, for a minute. God wants to do something with the children, with the youth. This is your little brother and mom, mom, and that you're going to cover good and pray for her. That's good. This is good. I got a question. I know how it is. Um, you guys love Jesus? sound silly you know but it's very very important because magnets people are brought and you guys can be so instrumental in your schools in your neighborhoods in the music world every area you can start in our church that I don't know why it just young people follow us you know it's just important but we have kids six seven eight they testify in their schools and they're bringing school kids come on come on come on and that's when it's you got to be contagious you know it's just you know I, I just saw you know the Dallas Cowboy thing you know and how people can go to a game and be so radical and come to a church and be so dull Hello? Soccer. Man. It's the people. It's just so incredible. And they're gold. You know, they go to church and they're chewing gum. And they're like. <laughs> but if you get radical for Jesus Christ. Come on. Are you with me? If you get radical. Nothing. I just I just caught that, you know, on the Dallas thing, you know, sports. Because I love sports. You know, I'm, I'm I parachute and motocross and surfing. All that was part of it. was really radical and extreme sports. I still do a lot of that stuff. But why not be radical for Jesus? You know, in a good way, not stupid, fanatical, but radical for Jesus because it's said that they turn upside down cities. And so if we can be on fire for sports or, or music or on fire for Facebook, how much more be on fire for Jesus Christ, can you say? Or be on fire. And so I just want to... But before I want to do something else, there you go. Beautiful. Sounds great. I want to pray. I'll do that in a minute. We doing good? Doing good? 
Jesus. Raise your hands. Worship Him. Come on. Love Him. Love Him. Love Him more. Jesus, talk to him, talk to him. Oh. Lord, I just pray right now that you see the youth, you see the children, you see them. Come on, speak. Lord, put your hands on them, the people that are behind, mom, dad, uh, whoever may, a leader, a Christian, just start to pray over that person in front of you. Come on, speak life. Lord, I pray right now, but I want to say a prayer together. I want everybody, the whole church, say this prayer, especially the young and the children. Say it out loud with me. Come on out loud. Lord Jesus, I can't hear you. Be bold. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. May you be my Lord and Savior. Lord, take my present, take my future, and use it for you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Touch my life. Use my life. Give me a boldness in the name of Jesus. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Come on, Lord Jesus. I speak life. Lord, I pray for not just in the music, but I just pray in this personal life, radical life, that something would happen. Oh, come on, Lord. Come on. Oh, Jesus, I just pray something radical will happen with these young men. Radical that youth will bring youth. That youth ministry will just start to explode right now. I pray right now that something is happening. Come on. Something is happening. Hear that heart heartbeat. Hear that heartbeat. Something will happen today. Something will happen tonight. That In his dreams, things will happen, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that any fear, come on, help me, church. Come on, raise your voices. Lord, I pray that any fear, we break any fear off right now, any timidity in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we just pray for life. We thank you that you're doing wonderful things. We thank you for the children, Lord. We pray that you are doing incredible things with the children we thank you for the parents we thank you lord that maybe they don't know what's going on but something will stir in their heart something will happen in the name of jesus christ we thank you for the wonderful things we thank you for your doing wonderful things in the name of jesus as you invite jesus in your heart is so important We thank you. Let's sing that song. Let's sing that song. Yes, continue to flow. It's just right there. Thank you. I want to pray one thing more. Thank you as you go back to your seats. Thank you. I want to pray for one more thing. Or at least instrumental of what you guys are doing, which was great. I don't know. But I just want to, before, let's just do it instrumental. If that's okay, forgive me. You're doing perfect. Continue. Let's just flow with that. Continue to flow with that. I want to pray for one more thing. And, and let you, are you receiving something? Are you receiving something tonight, church? Are you receiving something? That's okay. You guys still stand. Keep standing because I'm going to let you go. Thank you for having gone over a minute or two. Forgive me. But I want to pray for... I want to pray for... As the prophecy, as the word was, that he's raising up older men and women with wisdom and knowledge and experience, and we'll see the move of God. Amen.
Amen. Is there any teachers here at all? Teachers, can you can you stand if, if possible? Is there any horse trainers? Raise your hands. Good. Is there any? Is there anybody? Don't be shy. Close your eyes for a minute. Close your eyes. Keep flowing. Keep flowing. Keep flowing. Is anybody feel called between you and God to teach youth, to teach children, and to teach young adults? Raise your hand very high. Raise your hand. I see that hand in the back. Bless you. Anybody else? Come on. Don't be shy. Does anybody feel? Come on. I want to teach youth that want to teach children, that want to teach young adults, because the Lord wants to raise up young adults ministry. The Lord wants to raise up more of the youth, because it's time, church, for you and I to get involved, to do the Lord's work. And that's what is incredible, what's happening today in our lives. Lord, let's raise our hands, and the Lord, I pray for each one of the trainers and the teachers and the people that have asked that want to be used in the youth. Lord, I pray right now, come on, right now, the ones online, bless their hearts, the ones online as well, that are feeling a tug in their hearts, they're feeling a call in their hearts. We bless the online people, we bless the people that as they continued, I pray for a revolution, I pray that a spark, I pray that this Pentecost Sunday, something will go deep down inside, that it's happened to me, that I... I can't get away from it. I dream it. I think it. I eat it. I speak it. It's just there. I pray that this will just come about and they'll approach in the future their pastor and, and something will come about as we speak life over fellowship. Church, in the name of Jesus, come on, give them a hand. Come on, give them a hand. Church, we love you so much. Come on, you love Jesus with all your heart. We're believing the teachers at God, the youth, and all the other pastors. We love you so much. And thank you for the invitation. Team, you guys are great. I'm proud of you so much. And I'd like to take you guys on the, on the road with me, you know. But we love you guys, and thank you, Pastor. It's all yours. I don't know how you want to work it. It's all yours. Thank you. So, while we're getting ready, I just want to encourage you, if you, you know, you guys are good givers. I don't worry about your faithfulness in that area, but uh, if you'd like to give, uh, you can make it to the fellowship and we'll, we'll pass it all along. If you'd like to consider giving in the future, uh, we would like to strongly consider supporting their ministry and what the Lord's leading them to do. So, uh, just hear God's voice. That's all I ask. If you do what God says, it'll be fine. And I believe what the Lord said today is true. And what he spoke over me, what he's spoken over you guys, we're going to believe and we're going to stand in that and we're going to walk that out. Amen. Amen. So let's worship the Lord and then we'll dismiss here in just a minute.
table out there there's some books and uh, y'all are welcome to take them they're free if you want them they're free but you can give and uh, you just let the Lord lead you in that we want to bless them and uh, how many would be in favor of having to come back again before they deploy to Barcelona yeah. Yeah. so uh, we'll see if we can work that out and uh, wow I want to grab a hold of this and I want to uh, I want to 
want to see God do what he said he would do. That's what God's promises are all about. The word that he speaks over us, it's faithful and true. We talk about that all the time, but it's his word is faithful, it's true. It doesn't matter. He's speaking it. It's faithful and it's true. Amen. So I just want to encourage you. We're going to pray in a second and we're going to, we're going to ask the Lord to seal this word in our hearts and we're going to, we are going to walk this out as a body. We're not going to be deterred. We're not going to give up. We're not going to chicken out. We're not going to drop out. We're not going to tire out. We're going to live it out. I want to say a special thanks to everyone for all that y'all did yesterday supporting um, Chuck and Laurie and uh, the McClintock family. Y'all did great. That was a wonderful uh, expression of love, and we appreciate all that everybody did. Pies and cakes, I'm in. Uh, do you want to say something? I just would like to read a scripture. Okay. In Psalms 33, and it starts in verse 12, it says, Blessed and prosperous is that nation who has God as their Lord. They will be the people he has chosen for his own. The Lord looks over us from where he rules in heaven, gazing into every heart from his lofty dwelling place. He observes all the people of the earth. The creator of our hearts considers and examines everything we do. Even if a king had the best equipped army, it would never be enough to save him. Even if the best warrior went to battle, he could not be saved simply by his strength alone. Human strength and the weapons of man are false hopes for victory. They may seem mighty, but they will always disappoint. The eyes of the Lord are upon even the weakest worshipers who love him. Those who wait in hope and expectation are the strong, steady love of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jean. So, Lord, thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you for the words that you've spoken over us, Lord. We, we receive those. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you seal these words in our hearts, that we go out of here. We don't forget the words that were spoken over us today, and we respond. I respond, Lord. I say, here I am. Send me. Thank you, Jesus. Here I am. Send me. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you his perfect peace. Hallelujah. Go and be blessed. Have a great week. If you want to hang out and eat cakes and pies and talk to the missionaries, uh, it's all good. <laughs>